Hi there, and welcome to the Connect2 podcast, uh, special edition. We have a special guest today. Uh, my name is Mark Hughes. We are in season three, episode seven, and welcome to the Connect2 podcast. If you're new to the channel, rate, review, and subscribe, particularly in iTunes, because that's where most of you find us. Um, today, our special guest uh, is my wife, Lori Keel. It's our anniversary, uh, 35 years. Oh my God, that's a long time. Um, but a wonderful time. And uh, say hello, Laurie. Hey. <laughs> so a somewhat begrudging uh, guest today, but she's here. Um, we were supposed to be backcountry camping, but for a variety of reasons, that didn't happen. So today we are um, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, so today we have coffee. And... Um, what are we drinking, Mark? We are drinking. Uh, it's from Iconoclast. It's their Ethiopian blend. Excuse me. And it's it's got a long name that I can barely pronounce. Yurgachefe. Yurgachef. Yurgachef. What are its tasting notes? Well, its tasting notes are <laughs> are tropical fruit, tea like, tea like, floral, medium body. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. I like it. It is. Uh, it goes well with milk, <laughs> yeah. which not all coffees do, especially no. the florally ones. That's true. That is very true. So, do you have a dad joke? You know, or would it be a mom joke if you were telling it? I don't know. I think the corniness of the joke is what defines it as a dad joke. Um, I'm partial to the X walks into a bar series of jokes those are my favorites um i'm not sure those are dad jokes but here goes short the neutron walks into a bar orders a drink when the neutron gets his drink finishes up he asks the bartender hey bartender what do i owe you bartender says for you neutron no charge <laughs> um you know having sex in an elevator is wrong on so many levels <laughs> Or right on so many levels. I think that's interpretable. Uh, my boss hates when I shorten his name to Hey, you, do you get to do two? Sure. Especially when his name's Steve. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what'd you learn this week, lady? I learned that there was a moon landing today. This morning. This morning. India landed an unmanned ship on the moon. It is their uh, third attempt, I think. Could be their fourth attempt, but... It's their third it, attempt. It's their third attempt. They had a successful landing at the South Pole. It's a part of the moon that's that has not been explored. And it happened in the same week that the Russian attempt to do the same crashed and failed miserably and russia congratulated india at this big conference that everybody's at in south africa it's called the brics conference that's right yeah, see brazil russia india china and south africa i am woefully informed about almost everything <laughs> and i found it fascinating that people are going to the moon well the interesting thing so i read that too so something i you read that I read. because you knew that that's what i was bringing here today no i did not no way. No way. What a coincidence. But, You're a uh, news hound. I was reading it like middle of the night. Uh, but um, Why were you reading in the middle of the night? Because our dog woke me up. Because she had a 
because you have to go pee. <laughs> um, which happens every now and again. He's old. The um, So this is the third attempt. The second one they did uh, crashed. It is not just a lander. It's also a lander and a rover. Yeah, they have a rover in its belly, in the belly of the Tarmacharanjaran 3 or whatever it's called. I'm terrible at remembering names, is the rover. Well, and the thing about uh, the thing about it is, it's only designed to last for two weeks. Um, it is the it's landing in the South Pole. No, no other air uh, spacecraft have landed in the South uh -huh. Pole because uh, it's tough to get to. And uh, but of interest is that there is a belief that there are parts of um, the South Pole that are permanently in shadow, so they will have. Uh, they may have water in the craters that are permanently in shadow. And um, when, as this, this, um, the significance of reason to why the Russians crashed when they did and where, why the Indian um, state um, space agency uh, landed now is because it's just the start of a two week period where the South Pole is uh, illuminated. So they can run their solar powered rover for two weeks until it sets again. It's going to set in two weeks. Um, and um, yeah, so this this thing is only designed to last for two weeks. Because of power. Because of power. Will it get powered up the next time that, it's illuminated? I don't know because the articles I read did not describe that, but that's a good question. And what about communication? Is that also part of it? That the, because they're facing us or there's some geographical positioning means they can communicate? Um, well, I think there is a um, there is an orbiter. So this this spacecraft right. well, came it's from the, the, Chan the Chandrayaan three is the orbiter. I think, isn't it? Well, it's Chandrayaan. It, Chandrayaan. It, it means uh, moon lander, I think. But uh, there is an orbiting craft, and then there's the lander, and then there's then a the rover, rover in the lander. So super cool. Mm. Yeah. It cost. $73 million, which is less than... I thought you were going to say $73 which is less than it costs to make a Hollywood blockbuster movie. <laughs> That's true. And this one was a success. So that was super cool. Uh, what did you learn this week, Mark? Aside from what I learned. Apparently that was what I was going to talk about, but I can talk about something else. Um... What else did I learn about? I learned that, um, well, right now, um, tonight, uh, is supposed to be the first Republican debate with Donald Trump and Donald Trump or Donald Trump is a Republican debate and Donald Trump is not showing up, but they're, they don't know for sure that he's not showing up. They have, uh, assumed he's not showing up. But they're preparing the space as if he does show up because there is apparently a possibility he might show up at the last minute. I think they should leave an empty podium for sure. I think they should leave an empty podium for sure. I, I do think there's a bit of an advantage if he doesn't show up. Uh, he's basically only got stuff to lose. Um, so whether he shows up or not, I think I think it's good. I mean, he's going on... Uh, he's, apparently, his plan is to do a, an interview with Tucker Carlson um at the same time um part of this is uh, donald trump is mad at uh, fox news who's hosting the, the debate mm. 
and uh, so will they live stream that on X? I don't know. That went so badly for Ron DeSantis that I suspect that nobody would be doing that as part mm-hmm. of any political thing in the future. But uh, anyway, uh, so it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, by the time this airs, the week will have passed. Donald Trump is supposed to um, surrender to authorities on Thursday. In Georgia? For Friday in Georgia. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, I think, is doing it today. And so they've got all these mugshots that are showing up for all these various people that are that are getting booked for their indictment. So it'll be interesting. It's an interesting interesting time. I don't know what. Um, I'm not entirely sure what uh, what where things are going to end up with Donald Trump. He seems to be able to use the fact that he's been indicted as a fundraising thing. But at some point in time, you would think that would get old. But uh, Anyway, sit back and watch. Yeah, well, yeah. Watch the circus. It is definitely a circus. Um, Yeah. Um, So, uh, today we have my special guest, um, uh, who I uh, twisted her arm to come come join us and talk to us. You twist my arm. You said this could be my anniversary present to you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Which is perfect. Um, so my, so I have some questions for you because so I always think of you as a bit of a Renaissance lady because you have so many skills in so many different areas and so many interests, and you're so good at them that uh, that uh, just to give you a bit of a background, where did you go to school? What did you train in? I went to school at, uh, in electrical engineering. Yeah, so you became an engineer. I became. Yeah, I graduated electrical engineering, yeah. And what kind of engineering did you practice when you actually started working? I did real-time software development for the TV and radio industry. And you did that for about 10 years or something? Not quite 10 years. And then what did you do? Then I did real-time software development for the oil and gas industry. And then what did you do? And I went to school and I got a Bachelor of Arts and then I got a Master of Arts and Masters, an interdisciplinary masters mm-hmm. of, sure. of arts yeah. in, uh, in, in anthropology uh, and computing science. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is an unusual combination. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then what did you do when you finished that? Well, while I was doing that, I was an accountant for an engineering firm. <laughs> and you did that for quite a while. I did that for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now what are you doing? Now I work for a research and development company in kind of a project oh. controls capacity. Very good. And yeah, you do that part-time. Mm-hmm. Some would say that I just can't decide on what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> so so let's see. Engineer, mm-hmm. anthropologist, computer scientist, accountant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Like, uh, sounds like you should be going on a, a, a space uh, space exploration because that's the kind of quality. Sure. Like diverse. Are, yeah. Diverse well, I'm not sure they use a lot of accounting up there no. in space, but no. uh, that's really the team on the ground that would need the accounting to pay yeah. for the mission. $73 million for the Indian space landing. <laughs> that would be the accountants who would keep an eye on that. Exactly. Um, um, but you also have a ton of different interests. Mm, indeed. So uh, what kind of interests are you pursuing at this moment in time? Oh, geez. I well, don't know. So uh, you're, you like to play. You've, 
for the entire time I've known you, you've played volleyball. Sure, I've been a volleyball player since grade seven. And uh, and you also, but now mostly play. Yeah, I like doubles beach volleyball. That's my that's my preferred sport. That's my preferred sport. It's what I do whenever I can, once the snow melts. Mm -hmm. And but you're going. You're playing a little bit of indoor this year. Yeah, playing on a ladies team. I like the indoor. And last year, I think you played on a co-ed team. Mm -hmm. You bet. So volleyball. The sports. Yeah, I like the bit of the sports. You like the the sports Mm -hmm. thing. But you don't like following a lot of sports, correct? Oh, no, I don't actually really watch sports at all. The only sporting activities I've watched in the last year are I watched the Wimbledon final because a friend posted about the fact that he was watching it. And I thought, oh, that sounds cool. It was great, by the way. I loved the match. It was fantastic tennis, great athleticism, good drama. And I went to a pro beach volleyball event. Otherwise, I don't follow sports at all. I'd rather play it than watch it. Although the weekend I watched pro beach players play for hours and hours, the, that week I played probably the best volleyball I've played in a long time. So sunk in somehow. But since I don't play any other sports, there's really no motivation to watch any other sports. Kind of like hockey or baseball. Yeah, not really interested in a, I don't mind a baseball game. prefer it live. What do you like about a baseball game? I like that it is usually on a sunny summer evening. I very much enjoy the heckling. It is something that I did not appreciate was a part of the game, but I love the heckling. Um, I enjoy the walk-up music. I enjoy the sociability in the stands. I love the idea of hanging around with friends with a cold drink in your hand. And I like the pacing of baseball, which is something a lot of people can't even wrap their brains around. I like, I think baseball is a highlight reel game. I think lots of space is happening between the events, but man, when something good happens, you watch it over and over again on a highlight reel because it's incredible feats of athleticism. I like the precision. I like the diversity of the positions. Yeah. Excellent. That, Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> um, you've also uh, started doing something within the last few years um, that's new to you, which is singing. Mm-hmm. So tell but me about I've that. I've always like sung, but never in an organized fashion. But was it in about twenty? I don't know. I don't even remember when I started. Was it twenty seventeen? I don't remember. Um, I told a good friend, actually 2013 is when that conversation happened. I told a good friend that I wanted, I'd always wanted to sing in a choir because I'd, first of all, I love singing. um, And I'd heard a little bit about the positive brain neurochemistry effects of singing in groups. It is actually really beneficial to our health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked a friend, I, I made a passing comment and I said, Hey, I don't know. I have no musical training, but I've always wanted to sing in a choir. And he was very encouraging. And he directed me to like a beginner choir with an incredible woman named Eva Bostrand, who believes everyone can sing. So I joined her choir and, um, what was that choir called? It was called the joyful noise. What well, still exists. It's still a great choir and was this beautiful, learning environment, supportive and encouraging and 
really, really um, full of practical information. Ava, Ava taught us how to read music without needing to know how to read music, to use the music as a map for where your voice was going to go, not necessarily for you to look at it and know what an A flat was. You don't need to know that, you just need to follow the path of the music, which was very liberating and empowering because that was a real barrier for me. It's, I don't read music. I dropped out of band in grade seven because my band teacher, whose name was Miss Zmeen, was really mean. <laughs> I stopped playing flute. Mean mean. She was mean Miss Zmeen and I stopped playing flute in grade seven because I didn't like her. And I regretted that most of my adult life because it has made it very difficult to learn to read music, which I saw as a barrier for participating in a choir. Not true. And now you've, uh, so you graduated from that to a new choir. Well, yeah, it's not like I graduated. No. It's not like I got you my moved. certificate and was allowed to move on. But I wanted, I spent two, I don't remember if it was two or three years in, in a non-performance choir, learning, a learning choir, a learning choir that gave me an opportunity. a non-performance choir that occasionally had We did one performance at the end of every season where we all gathered at a, sub, at a, like a transit station that happened to have a piano and we sang for 45 minutes. So um, <clears throat> I did that. And then I wanted a little more of a challenge. I was feeling confident and I was looking for an opportunity to actually sing with a performance choir. And I would regularly drive home our accompanist from A Joyful Noise. And he and I had a couple of great conversations. Um, and he suggested I join the choir I'm with now, which is called Vocal Alchemy, which is, uh, wow, we sound so good. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real deal. It's a lot of really talented, trained, musicians who sing with that choir and and the likes of me who <laughs> have a good ear I have good pitch but I don't read music so I learn from those around me excellent that's excellent um but that's not been enough has it You've uh, moved on to something else as well. I've included something else as well. It's not like I've moved on. I'm going to still sing in my choir this year. Okay. But I've added another I've always wanted to. Which is? <laughs> I've, always, I've always wanted to learn how to play the drums. <laughs> and now you're playing the drums. I have an, we have an acoustic drum, a five-piece acoustic drum kit in the basement. And I take weekly drum lessons with my drum instructor, Craig Dahl from Long & McQuaid. And how long have you been doing this? About a month, maybe. And, uh, and yeah, and how's it going? Well, it's pretty fun. It's hard work, though, and I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm finding that I need to, I really need to practice every day because I get stuck and I can't move on to the next thing until I master the thing I'm on now. It's a lot of basic fundamentals, a lot of stick work, mm -hmm. but I enjoy it. That's excellent. Yeah. It's loud. Well, I don't know. I'm not in the, I'm not, I'm not elsewhere, so I can't tell how loud it is. Is it loud? Well, especially if you don't put the, uh, uh yeah. Well, if you don't have the, the mute covers on the drums, then uh, yep, it's pretty loud that those toms, they really sing. <laughs> um, and over the course of the summer, you've been really interested in a few things particularly some music um, music uh, festivals and you've uh, you've taken a particular interest in a few things edm 
Sure, I love the EDM. Love, love, love me the techno. It's my favorite. I used to think EDM was just all EDM and that was all a single genre. Not so, not so. I definitely have realized I have a, I have some, some favorites. Yeah. And um, you also, uh, so so, you encouraged us to go to Freezerburn. You went last year. Mm-hmm. Sure did. And we went again as a couple mm-hmm. this year. Yep. And uh, with our. Uh, possible long-term uh, plan to try and do a proper freezer burn, the big one. Burning Man, you mean? Burning Man. Oh, Go yeah. to the big burn. Not, 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 yeah, burning mm-hmm. at the Black Rock Playa, which is currently submerged. Well, I think it's dried up. Gate has opened this as of 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah, and you're keeping track of keeping that. Keeping track of it, because I find it interesting. Because <laughs> I find everything interesting. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm kind of a curious gal. <laughs> and you've just recently become a bit of a fangirl for a particular band. I would you? say this is a bit of an obsession. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sure have. And which band would that be? Well, it is a masked collective out of the UK called Sleep Token. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to their entire catalog, which is not extensive. I don't like all of their stuff. I don't particularly like their first couple of EPs, but there, there's four solid albums there. They're musically super talented. Um, they have an interesting story. Yeah, I listen so all the time. what's their story? They are a masked collective. I think, did I say that already? Yeah. I may have. Um, there's a lore associated with the band. So it's not public knowledge who the players are. There's Vessel who is the vocalist. Um, There's two, like Roman lowercase Roman numerals, two, three, and four are the other players for live performances. Two is a drummer. He is amazing. Two, uh, it's one of the reasons I listen to Sleep Token obsessively is because I absolutely love the drummer. Um, And they, there's there's this lore about how Vessel is, is has come into the thrall of the god sleep and anyway i don't really ascribe too much to the lore it's kind of curious and interesting and but i find their lyrics to be incredibly poetic his vocals are astonishing the production value of their latest album which is take me back to eden is incredible and i listen a little bit compulsively That's well, an understatement. So there's a two and then there's a... Three and four. Here's the thing, though. Vessel two, three, and four, right? Vessel does vocals plus every instrument except the drums in their studio sessions. Three and four. I can't even remember which one is the guitar and which one is the is the bass. I should know this, but they only really do live performances. So it's really the Vessel and two show. Um, okay. And, uh, now they're a UK based band mm-hmm. or they have any touring plans? Oh yeah. They're touring throughout Well, they concluded, I think a European tour or in the process of it, lots of dates in England or in the UK, they're heading to North America in the fall. They're playing mostly venues that sort of seat four to 5,000, but they sold out Wembley Arena, which has capacity of 12,500, and they sold that out in under 30 minutes, and that's a December show, and that's in London. Tell me me you can never remember numbers. I remember certain things. That one's, because I saw it, I saw it on the website, so I remember. Same thing with the 73 million, I read it. 
I read 12,500 capacity at Wembley Arena. Okay. Um, so I fear their arc is upward and that by the time they come to Canada, they'll be doing an arena show. And I don't really like arena shows. No? No. Nah. No. And you're... You got you to gotta have a real big presence in order to successfully rock an arena show. Now, these guys are masked. You bet. So Masked and body paint. Really? Mm-hmm. They all wear masks. Vessel's mask is a... It's like a, a hard mask, like maybe fiberglass. I don't know what it's made of, that only his mouth is visible. The other three wear, wear like a thin fabric mask that covers their whole face. Although there's chatter on the Discord about how one of them, I think it's two, has been messing around and pulling his mask up, giving people almost sneak peeks of his face. But anyway, <laughs> it's been way too much on the sleep token Discord server. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so sure, i don't know about world events but i know about this <laughs> so let's see uh so and and not beyond sleep token you've taken a real interest in all kinds of heavy metal mm-hmm. there's some great great heavy metal out there that is really musical and interesting and i particularly like the metal bands that are fronted by female lead vocalists oh yeah so which can you of course you're going to ask me that. Well, one that pops to mind is Amaranth. Hailstorm. I like Hailstorm. We went to see um, Hailstorm. Lizzie Hale can really can really sing. Um, shoot, why can't I remember? Evanescence. I love, I love Amy Lee. Her last name's different now, but I love the female-fronted metal bands. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't like the shush, 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 shush. I don't mind a bit of harsh vocals. I think harsh vocals are super interesting. I don't like it when it is the dominant thing in the song. I like clean vocals and accents of harsh vocals. Now we went and saw Volbeat, mm-hmm. which is a all male heavy metal band. Metal rockabilly. Right. Yeah, and, like a uh, rock. Yeah. And, but you uh, you liked it, but you're disappointed in one thing. What was I disappointed in? You don't remember? Had something to do with the saxophone? Oh yeah, total ripoff. If you're gonna do a live show and you don't have a saxophonist on the stage, don't play me saxophone. Yeah, that's a ripoff. Figure out how to do your live show with the people you have on stage. Don't be sampling. Like it's okay to maybe sample stuff a little bit, maybe some background, but don't have a whole track for saxophone if you don't have a saxophone player. You're right, that was super disappointing. There was piano too, wasn't there? Wasn't there a bit there where we were piano. pretty sure there was piano? There was piano, but there was no piano player. <clears throat> yeah, so it like, was all Ken music. Either you pay a saxophone player or you or you do a live show without the saxophone in the in the mix. Yeah. yeah. And and that that concert too, they they'd had a replacement guitarist. That's right. They'd had a break a break with their guitar player that almost caused them to cancel their tour. Right. The rest of their tour. Like a guitar player that played with them for like 20 years or yeah something. so mm-hmm. um yeah yeah okay um now <clears throat> you also are super interested in something else and it involves you know uh meditation it's called meditation <laughs> tell me about what what you're doing with that oh well um I am developing a regular meditation practice for myself. 
Um, I'm learning about different styles of meditation. I'm learning about what works for me, what doesn't work for me. I listen to a ton of get guided meditations. So I, I listen to, um, basically I'll listen to any guided meditation once. And there are certain styles that I really appreciate that I find are very helpful in, in me sort of, um, finding, creating space within sort of my being. And, um, it's helpful to calm the thoughts. Cause I don't know if you can tell, but the thoughts are often racing. <laughs> There's a lot going on up there. And it's, it's important to be able to settle all that down and find moments of calm and peace and being present without being lost in thought. I heard this amazing little bit from Tara Brock. Tara Brock's one of my favorites. Her talk about, um, it was actually a talk about self-compassion. And she talked about, you think about awareness as being like in an airplane. You think about being in an airplane and you're in the midst of all the clouds and all you can see is cloud around you. But when you emerge from the cloud, from a distance, you can see the shape of the clouds, but you can also see the landscape and the sunshine. And you are present for more than just the cloud. And she uses that as a metaphor to think of your thoughts. So when you're lost in your thoughts, it's all you can see, and it interferes with your ability to just be aware and present with whatever is happening. I strive for awareness and presence because I am a ruminator who gets lost in the past and conversations that haven't yet happened that I imagine. And meditation helps me to find presence. And you're part of a meditation group. Yeah, I'm part of a little online meditation group. That's who's that run. It's sort of organized by one of my favorite creators. His name is Andrew Knapp and he's a photographer and illustrator and author. He, um, does a whole series of books called um, Around um, Hiding His Dogs. He used to have this lovely border collie named Momo, who he traveled the world with. And there are a bunch of kids' books called Find Finding Momo. And so he would hide Momo in various situations. Um, anyway, I uh, followed him, and I, I'm a supporter on Patreon. And uh, he has this group called Meditating with Dogs. And an interest of his is to create a meditation practice because he has found it to be extremely helpful to his own wellness. And so he supports this. He organizes, he doesn't support it. It's a discord server where we all get together and just report regularly on how our meditation practice is doing. Well, and Momo passed away, or I think about a year and a half year. ago, well, year and a half, a little bit over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's got two new dogs. Sure so. does. Yeah. Yeah. And boo. And he's doing the same kind of work. He's creating more children's books. He's actually about to release, I think two, but I only know about one. And the new work expands from just photography to include some of his illustrations. This is really beautiful. Anybody with a child should have a look for these. And you and I are going uh, away next week. We are heading to, um, see Dave Matthews, who is not a heavy metal person. No, no, definitely not. And uh, we're seeing Dave Matthews at the Gorge mm -hmm. for Labor Dave weekend. Labor Dave. Mm -hmm. So that will be interesting. Hopefully there's not too much smoke, but because there's definitely been a lot of fire. To all you creepers out there, there will be someone living in our house. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. our son is not coming with us. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Um, and then uh, you're going to join me, uh, at least for the first little bit. We're heading to Las Vegas to uh, a Shutterhound conference. And who's going to be there? Andrew Knapp is going to be there. I'm going to get a chance to say hey in person. And meet him in person, mm-hmm. hopefully. Hopefully. If we can make that all work. Um, that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. What part are you looking forward to the most? I don't know. Just being open to whatever happens. I don't really have a specific. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the journey now, and to being present in the journey. Now, I'm semi-retired, and don't beat me up for saying semi, um, but uh, but you're not. So tell me about, about why you continue to want to work. Mm-hmm. I like my work because I feel it gives me structure. I am a contributor. I am... Um, I like to problem solve, and that's kind of what my role is at work a little bit. I get great satisfaction from from helping people, and I do a lot of that in terms of helping people understand the system we use at work. Um, and I like being with people. I like my colleagues. They are interesting. They, I'm always learning from them, and um, yeah, I really like going to work. I like going to work. I like my work, the work that I do, and I like the people I work with. So what are you fearful of if you were not to work? Oh, sleeping in until 11 o'clock every day, having a terrible diet, and doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) Pretty much. Kind of what happened today? I didn't do nothing, but like every single day of vacation has been a big sleep in. But that's okay because I'm on vacation. But if that were to be the norm, a daily norm, I think that would quickly lead to bad things. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, okay. Um, is there anything you wanted to ask me? No, you didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> I have nothing prepared for this. That's okay. Why do you continue well, to do a been, podcast? We, oh. Well, I enjoy doing it. It does provide a bit of structure. Uh, I like the technical challenge of getting the sound right and uh, and getting it out on a regular basis. I think I've been pretty successful. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've only missed one uh, drop time. It's always Tuesday at six a.m. You're and, a deadline guy. Yeah, you the, like to have a deadline for your deliverables. Well, the I think I missed one once because I accidentally put six p.m. instead of six a.m. when I when I scheduled the, the drop. Um, so I enjoy it. I I also think it's been very helpful for me to um, uh, listen more when I'm talking to people because what I realized fairly early on in the podcast is a lot of time I was talking and I was waiting for an opportunity to get my point in, but I wasn't really listening to the person that I was talking to, which in the most case, most cases was Jeff, but it didn't really matter. It was, it was more that it was not just Jeff. I was doing it with other people as well. So to be a bit more present and a bit more actually listening and not worrying about scoring those extra points there, you know, Sometimes you get it fixed in your head because you don't want to forget it. And then mm. you do you focus on that so much, you don't actually hear what the other person's saying. And if you don't hear what they're saying, you're not really connecting with them. So it's... That's a great observation. Yeah. What was the, what was the line in the... We went to see a fringe play in this awesome um, British comedian named Jimmy Hogg. At least that's what he says his name is. And he was talking about being at a 
dinner or what, what, where was he? He was with somebody and he was not focused at all. He didn't know what he said. He didn't know what his date said. He had no idea what either one of them said. Oh, yeah. that was because she had terrible breath. Oh, that's right. It? Right. <laughs> yeah. But he talked about, I have no idea what she said. I have no idea what I even said because there are times when we just don't listen. We're so focused on something that mm -hmm. we can't see anything else. Mm -hmm. Now, we've been married a long time. What do you think the secret of our success is? <laughs> well, we've always said yeah. low expectation. No disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> now, I always I always couch that. I say low expectations is not the same as no expectations. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's just, yeah, because uh, no expectations is not the same because then you're not engaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You need some expectations, but not super. You don't need to have super high expectations, but anyway. I think being willing to, or being, maybe not willing, but when we married, we were young and we've been married through huge changes in life. Yeah. Lots of disruption, lots of unsettling times, lots of growth times. And I think we've been able to, grow together instead of grow apart well and even when there's things that um that we don't share um it's still been you know i mean i'm super interested in a lot of the stuff that you're doing with heavy metal even though i'm not particularly a fan oh, of heavy listen metal. to the sleep token <laughs> take to me it. back to eden <laughs> start to finish it's so good <laughs> Um, well, and like meditation, I just fall asleep all the time. So maybe that's an indication of something related to me and, and sleep deprivation, but, uh, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> I have fallen asleep many a time sitting up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'd have to say your choir is quite something. Um, I had lots of opportunity to, um, I got retained to photograph the choir on a number of occasions. And, uh, so got to spend a lot of time with the choir during practice. And, and it's, uh, it's really lovely. We uh, make beautiful music. We do. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. And it, it's interesting because there's a, I don't know if you call it a semi-professional choir, which is Chronos, Chronos, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're good too. I, I enjoy them both. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not like the step is not as huge as it mm -hmm. seems. And that's a, Kronos is a, um, you have to audition for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, vocal alchemy mm -hmm. is non-addition, mm -hmm. correct? Vocal alchemy is quite a bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And the repertoire that Jordan, that's our choir conductor, or the conductor of both Kronos and vocal alchemy, he chooses different repertoire based upon the skill set mm -hmm. and the composition. Of mm -hmm. the choirs so what we sing is very different from what chronos sings but one of the like the best concerts for us in any season are the ones where chronos joins us because they raise us up they just help us to sound so much better not just by their addition their voices added to us but in the way that they help us sing better as individual choral singers well and, and i am a big proponent uh, and i'm talked about this before on the podcast and i've mentioned it to you before but there's kind of like these three things that are super important in life one is to love someone which i of course love you there is um 
to something to look forward and something to do. So I'm asking you what, uh, so, and you have things to do. You have currently a lot of things to do, mm -hmm. but do you have something that you're looking forward to? Like you're working towards. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I'm working towards being comfortable being present. Like, I know that's really weird. It's not weird. Um, I'm looking forward to being comfortable with having nothing to look forward to in a way, right? Like uh, awareness and presence. It's really being able to be in the moment, being open. Um, that's a long-term goal. I'm going on a meditation retreat in October that I'm super jazzed about. It's a two and a half day retreat with like some celebrity meditation people. I'm very much excited about that. So who are these celebrity meditation people? Um, well, one of them is Dan Harris, who is a broadcaster and founder of 10% um, Happier. He's written a book called 10% Happier, and he has sort of a wellness, um, he has a podcast, a weekly podcast, where he pulls in all sorts of people who are involved in like broadly speaking, meditation, personal wellness stuff. Um, one of his guys, one of the guys he's had on his podcast is named Jeff Warren. Jeff Warren is a meditation instructor out of um, Toronto. I think he still lives in Toronto. Really cool guy. And then the other person is a woman named Sebony Selassie. And the three of them are hosting a thing called Meditation Party because they're super frank about the challenges in their life. And they're really honest about, about how um, a daily meditation practice can help just kind of to ground you and settle you and make you better able to just be present with what life brings you. Okay. I'm very excited about that. So that's something you're definitely looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to the next choral season because we always do three performances. It's always who knows what we're going to sing. It's different every time, the learning. Um, and I'm... I'm looking forward next summer to hopefully, fingers crossed, let's see if it works, going to Burning Man. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of challenges there. There's a lot, a lot of logistical challenges beyond Lots this. to learn, lots of timing that has to align. Yeah. Okay. So usually at this part of the podcast, we switch over and we start talking about what media we, we've mm. been consuming in the last little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know that you just recently on, went on a binge of a TV series. Which TV series was that? Oh, Hijack. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so disappointed because nobody else really watched it until I got you to watch. And then I watched it a second time. It was super <laughs> light, but I loved it. It was like, I just wanted to, it, they had me each and each episode ending had another hook and I had to watch another one. So yeah, consumed that one pretty quickly. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. And you're in a book club. I'm in a fantastic mystery thriller suspense book club. We only read unimportant works. And they have to be <laughs> like, we won't read fiction, literary stuff in general. But man, there's been some really good thought pr provoking things. And um, this time around, we're reading a book called 
Bingo Hall Detectives. Unfortunately, the author's name eludes me right now, but he's going to come and chat with us. We're going to have like a book club meeting That's at the end of confirmed. September. Yeah, he's, was, was, was kind yeah of... no, he has responded to our inquiries and he's going to come to our book club meeting. So that's going to be super fun. So yeah, I read mystery thrillers and suspense because they're unimportant, but have really good material. There's been so many thought provoking books that we have talked about for years afterwards. Now, you've had some books that were important. Like you, you did like the peripheral for William Gibson. Sure. You've done, yeah. you've done quite a Yeah, but they wouldn't be considered necessarily liter literature. Well, but right? you had ones that were converted into movies. Sure. Yep. Yep. So yeah. You know, those tend to be a little more significant than just uh, your uh, yeah. what is it, pulp pulp fiction. Yeah, yeah. We don't we, we read a diversity and each week or each new book we have a bunch of suggestions and we've read all kinds of different things. So and how long have you been in that book club? Mm, easily four years, maybe longer. Okay. Yeah, maybe longer. Maybe we should publish our list. Oh. <laughs> the list of all the books we've read. <laughs> Give me the list. I'll publish it on the, right. on the podcast. I'll do that. Um, and uh, anything else in terms that of... I've been consuming? Yeah, for me. I've been consuming drum drumming videos voraciously and i've been consuming sleep token drum cover videos so there's all kinds of drummers who will do it's called a drum cover where they play along to a track that has the drums removed and some people they'll do their own um their own sort of creation of drums for various songs i'm a been a voracious consumer of sleep token sleep token drum cover videos and general drumming technique videos learning how to use the kick drum there's lots of opinions about that do you have a double kick drum? Do not have a double kick. No. no. The only double kick is going to come from my leg. Yeah, I do not. I do not have a double. Interesting. Um, How about you, Mark? What about me? What have you been consuming? Um, well, just uh, the new season of, uh, well, it's a new series, actually, Ahsoka. Uh, it's, um, she's kind of a, this, it's a Star Wars uh TV series um, that has uh, come out and it it kind of threads together the whole thing with Star Wars is kind of interesting because originally there was the movies and then they had kind of these animated uh, series with this particular style to the animation and it was all Clone Wars and all that stuff and what's happened over time is they've added more now some TV series live action TV series and some more animated series and they're kind of stitching them all together so this ahsoka, ahsoka character she is a jedi who survived the uh, order 66 where all the jedi were killed uh, or most of them were killed and um it's it, so it kind of follows what happened uh, to her so she's a live action character played by rosario dawson and uh, super compelling showed up um, first in, I think it was the Mandalorian. Um, it was either the Mandalorian or the end of Boba Fett, which is kind of part of the Mandalorian. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, first two episodes dropped, really more of a, a setup episodes, not really, they didn't really progress it too far. I, it's kind of a, the first two episodes a little bit grim, so hopefully it uh, cheers up a little bit and makes for characters you care about. 
but apparently, so there's, uh, so there's this um, series called Star Trek Rebels, where um, the Ahsoka character teams up with this, these other characters, and there's a whole thread. And I, I don't, I don't actually watch the animated series, but apparently, part of this live action was a shot-for-shot redoing of part of that animate the end of that animated series so it's basically taking off exactly where hmm. the animated series so it's basically cool idea. it's kind of synced the two together so um it's kind of like that star, star trek star one trek. Yeah. where they had the live action yeah, and from, the from animated and they linked together through the portal yeah the lower lower decks and uh, star trek strange new worlds linked together that was kind of interesting you've watched a couple of those mm-hmm. Um, I think I just watched Lower Decks. I haven't... Well, maybe I've watched a couple of Strange New Worlds, too. You watched the Strange New Worlds with me, and then I was going to show you the singing one. That's right. Which was... But I, I was a much darker one than the singing mm. one. So you, I don't think you've actually seen the singing one. I haven't one. seen the singing one, no. It's called Subspace Rhapsody. Mm. Um, and it's the first time that the Star Trek has had a musical. Mm. So it's good. Actually, I quite enjoyed it, even though I... Don't like music. Not a fan of the musical, you no, are. No, I, I like music. I like musical comedy, um, and we saw we saw a bunch of fringe plays, so we've been consuming that kind of media. Mm-hmm. You've gone on a crazy fringe binge, so a fringe binge. A I fringe like it. Binge. Yeah. Um, you have how many booked for today? I only have one book for today, but my plan. I think we should do three. Did you do four yesterday? I did four yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and we saw so one was a was a regular thing that shows up at Grindstone Theater in Edmonton, which is uh, Weird Al Karaoke. Weird Al Karaoke. Go. So you basically do par- parodies of popular music. Popular music. Yeah. And uh, it was really quite enjoyable. Yeah, I, clever, I, well performed, funny. Yeah, you they're not Im- imitating weird. weird Al Yankovic. It is kind of a weird Al Yankovic style. In the style of, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, um, that's basically it. Thank oh, you for joining me. That was relatively painless. Thank you. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Take care. Bye. <laughs>